thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. Hi, I'm Brett Hill. And This Week in Wellness, a large meta-analysis published in Critical Reviews in Food Science and Nutrition showed that meat abstention, in other words, vegetarianism or veganism, is clearly associated with poorer mental health, specifically higher levels of both depression and anxiety, whilst meat consumption is associated with lower levels of depression and anxiety. With the rise in popularity of vegan and vegetarian diets in recent times in terms of individuals' choice, in health professionals' advice, and in government guidelines, this is an important consideration, especially given that the World Health Organization estimated that approximately 300 million people suffer from depression and 260 million were living with anxiety, making mental health now the largest cause of disability in the world. This study looked at 20 existing studies incorporating over 170,000 people from all across the world, including cross-sectional and longitudinal studies as well as randomized control trials. The researchers found that individuals who consume meat experience lower levels of depression and anxiety compared to individuals who abstain from meat. And not only that, but the more rigorous the study, the greater the discrepancy. The researchers stated that the purpose of this meta-analysis was to provide quantitative evidence to inform clinicians, policymakers, and future research. As always, the links are in the show notes. Now, my opinion on this is that, well, it just makes sense. You know, our brains evolved eating meat. We've seen the ads on TV saying that, you know, we evolved eating meat. It was when we started eating meat, when we started cooking and eating meat, was when our brains really grew. So it's no surprise that these meats are not only good for our brains, but essential for our brains to maintain that brain capacity that we've evolved and developed. It was interesting to note that the uh, authors of this study mentioned that other studies had relied on biased cohorts and recall of their diet and symptomatology. In other words, they were recruiting from websites that were already pushing a particular agenda, in this case, tending to be vegan and vegetarian agendas. So they were finding people to go into their study who were very pro these kind of diets, who by default had probably had good results uh, with the diet, or at least felt they had good results with the diet, and were evangelical enough about the diet to want to say that they felt good about it regardless. In other words, there was a pretty significant bias that was there. So, you know, I think it is really important with these kind of studies that we do remove the bias, you know, remove the politics, remove the commercial interests from all of our dietary recommendations. You know, we know that when we look around the world, the big companies in terms of food are generally promoting vegetarian and vegan products. You know, look at, for example, just your cereal makers, you know, your bread makers, your pasta makers, you know, that many of these big companies um, are providing food that are by their nature, you know, vegan or vegetarian options. And so I think we need to make sure that those vested interests aren't having an influence on what we're seeing in terms of the research, but also what we're seeing in terms of the politics and in terms of the recommendations we're getting from our healthcare providers. And really, it's no surprise that we're seeing this in terms of the, the benefits of meat for our brains. You know, we know that our brains need omega-3s, which we can definitely get from grass-fed meats and also particularly from fish. And so if we're getting good quality of those meats, we are getting much more bioavailable omega-3s, including, you know, fats like EPA and DHA, which are crucial for our brains, which really we can only get in sufficient quantities from, or at least, you know, bioavailable sufficient quantities uh, from our meat sources. You know, our bodies just can't convert enough of that 
from the vegetarian sources to get sufficient amounts to have real true brain health. We, we know that vitamin B12 is really important. We're seeing a lot more supplementation, thankfully, with vegans and vegetarians now with vitamin B12 because that is such an important nutrient for your brain. You know, we're seeing the importance of fats for the brain. You know, we know that the brain is 60 to 80% fats. So these animal products are a great way to get some really healthy fats in that can be really beneficial for our, um, for our brains. Um, we also know that you know, we need complete proteins to create the neurotransmitters that send all the messages through our brains. And, and that you know, whilst we can get the complete proteins and the, and the full array of amino acids from vegan and vegetarian diets, it is more challenging to do so. It requires a lot more effort. Um, and a lot more monitoring in order to do that, which I'm sure that many vegans and vegetarians aren't going to that extent. And also heme iron, which is also really important. You know, heme iron only comes from animal sources, uh, and that is really important for our brains as well. So it's no surprise when we look at this that it is showing that these meats and these animal-based products are important for our brain health, and I think important for our health overall. So you know, I really think people should be eating meat and fish as part of a natural diet that your body evolved with for both, not only for your brain, but for your overall health of your body as well. You've been listening to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. To continue the conversation, find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thisweekinwellness. If you want more information and mentoring from me, check out my new Facebook group, which is Healthy Lifestyle Choices with Dr. Brett Hill. If you like this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. And for more information about this and other projects from me, head to drbretthill.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.